0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time to turn our attention to headlines from Singapore. Yes, uh, headlines close to home. In fact, this week, it's all about Parliament. And amongst the highlights from Parliament, it seems that Singapore's future generation was put in focus. Well, on the line to help me out with uh, some of these headlines and talking points is Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law for Singapore Management University. Prof, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Elliot. I'm good. You're well too. Yeah, I am. Thank you so much. Always good to speak with you. And today we're talking about education. To start us off, we've got the Education Minister Chanjin Singh saying that the Ministry of Education is planning to increase manpower funding for special education schools. He was, of course, uh, responding to Member of Parliament Denise Poirs' question about salary scales for educators and other staff in the mainstream preschool, SPD schools okay but where is the scale when it comes to salaries for education in these special education schools?
1: you know Elliot when we look at uh, educators in Singapore I think one could say that um, you know teachers in our national schools uh, you know uh, educators in tertiary institutions uh, are generally you know well taken care of I, I I know there are issues but certainly you know in terms of the remuneration there's been always, uh, something that the government has p- paid attention to. Uh, the focus is now shifting, you know, towards preschool education as well as special education schools. Mm. Uh, and, and so I think, you know, this is really timely because when we talk about salaries, you know, it's really fundamentally about recruiting, uh, recruitment and retention of uh, special needs educators. Uh, but but it, it is also, you know, at its core very much about uh, recognition, mm. uh, recognition of uh, these educators you know, who play a very important role right, to, for children who have special needs. Um, and, and so this is where uh, I think the, the, the focus on the development of special education, particularly the, um, the, pack, the remuneration package for educators, uh, is, is a very Im- timely and important one.
0: I can't help but think that there's some kind of a ripple effect that could happen, right? Because you talk about recognition and these educators for special education schools, they have to go through extra courses to learn how to manage special education needs students. Could that potentially cause school fees to go up?
1: I think that, that is something that perhaps has been witnessed uh, you know, in the uh, preschool education, right? So when when, when salaries are raised or, or when school fees, or or when, uh, fees, uh, or, or when um, you know more subsidies go into that particular sector, uh, school fees tend to go up. Um, but I think here the concerns are probably less, right? Because we're talking about special education schools, uh, you know, being mostly run by uh, social service agencies or what previously were known as volunteer welfare organisations. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it means is that you know these. Uh, schools receive full funding from the education ministry, but they are given the autonomy uh, to decide how how to go about their human um, their, their human resource practices. Um, so, when you look at these schools which are run by social service agencies, uh, you know the profit making motive uh, is is less strong, um, okay. and, and because we're talking about a very limited pool of educators, uh, I think most. Special education schools run by um, social service agencies, you know, would be very mindful, um, you know, about um, passing the course on. And in any case, right, you know, I think MOE has put in place a plan, um, you know, to ensure that um, that full funding uh, will continue uh, in, in, in very much the same way. Mm.
0: It's a complex issue. I can appreciate that, but you hear a lot of these key words being used. For example, um, remaining, getting these salaries to remain market competitive. <laughs> How the heck do you determine what is market competitive?
1: <laughs> I, I, you, you know, Elliot, when when the government is providing, uh, you know, the the bulk of the funding, if not all the funding, um, let's say for um, special education schools. Uh, or let's say in terms of the salaries for educators there. I think what it means is that, um, you know, the salaries must certainly commensurate mm-hmm. with the uh, educators' contributions and skills as well as their experience. Okay. But but it also speaks to ensuring that uh, the salaries don't lag behind, um, you know, their their counterparts. Uh, and I think increasingly there is a sense that, um, you know, is it's perhaps not enough to just compare against, uh, special edu- education educators, uh, let's say in 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 schools outside, um, you know, MOE funding, um, you know, but but also schools in in the preschool sector and maybe even in national schools because we do have special schools uh, that provide, um, you know, the national curriculum. But it also means that, um, you know, salaries cannot lead the market. Okay. Um, you know, so so I think here it's it's I I know it's 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 a term that 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 con- continues to to confound people, you know, what does it mean to be market competitive? Mm. But I think it means, you know, I I would like to look at it as, you know, giving a a, a proper recognition to, to educators.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it takes a special breed to be a teacher. I mean, the kind of patience and it's a calling in that sense. Because if you think about it also, like, even to get into one of these special education schools, it's also not easy. And that, you know, does pose a bit of a problem, unfortunately, in light of the inflation picture or potential recession picture for a lot of parents out there.
1: No, no, definitely, Elliot. I I think when when you think about the the relatively small pool of special education Mm. educators, you think about the demanding nature of the jobs, Mm, right? Because uh, in national schools, one could say that the students' needs uh, are... Largely homogenous, right? But when you look at special education, right, children with special needs, um, you know, no, no, no child is, uh, you know, ha- the needs are not so hom- homogenous. Um, you know, so and the, and the demanding nature of the job, you know, the, the, the emotional energy that's yeah. invested. Yeah. Yes, I, I think it's, 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 it's timely, you know, that we're paying more attention. And, and I hope we, we don't take our eyes off this
0: ball. Mm, hopefully this progress as well. Prof, the other issue that was brought up that w- which caught our attention, Senior Minister of State for Communications and Information, Janio Putacheri, is saying that the Ministry of Communications and Informations has proposed an online safety bill that will require social media services to put in place additional safeguards for children. What do you know about this bill as far as details are concerned? And what kind of measures are already in place right now?
1: I think when we look at the Online safety bill. Uh, you know, they seek to to add to self-regulation, which has been pretty much the the norm, uh, not just in Singapore, uh, you know, but in many other countries as well. Um, but when we look at the proposed law, it is it is fundamentally about trying to combat uh, harmful content uh, from mm-hmm. online services. Um, you know, that are accessible to. Uh, users in Singapore, um, and, and the bill doesn't not only have, um, you know, or uh, enables the, the regulators to direct uh, online service providers to do certain things, you know, such as to take down uh, egregious content, for example, but it also seeks to empower uh, users with information and tools, uh, you know, to for them to be safe online. Now, how that's going to be done, uh, I think it remains to be seen, um, but the bill also seeks to um, provide for courts of practices, right? Okay. And I think here there's a recognition that laws alone are not enough, um, yeah. you know, and, and that we need to take on board or bring on board, um, you know, the the online service providers, right? Because they are even if we regard them as being part of the problem to put it a bit bluntly, okay. uh, they are
0: certainly also part of the solution. Mm. It'd be quite interesting as well, I mean, to see how some of these big social media companies which have HQs here in Singapore react. And I think even deeper than that, marketing agencies, right? Because they work hand-in-hand with these social media providers.
1: Uh, I'm certainly confident, you know, that, that the regulators are aware of this. Um, you know, but the the, the question of online harms, you know, it's it's very much a global issue now, right? Uh, I I think, you know, we all know of, uh, you know, online harm that has been caused, right? Whether we're talking about violent content, um, uh, content that is uh, uh, sexually exploitative. Um, So so I think here, you know, the social media companies are certainly aware of that. I think they also know that it is in their enlightened self-interest, uh, you know to self-regulate and also for for legislation, um, you know to to recognize that um, and and so because I think they too want their you know the number of users to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they too want the online space to be one where uh, people will feel safe, uh, you know, being online. Uh, so. I think in the end, yes, you know the, the, the Singapore proposed legislation is probably uh, you it's a, a trailblazing one, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's necessary um, and and it's only something that will be closely looked at by other regulators. Um, okay. you know, but but we have to look at you know what is in our interest and 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 given that you know the the rate of digital penetration is very high in Singapore, uh, given that we have many users who are who are children, uh, I think, you know, the, the context here makes it even more imperative uh, for there to be proper regulation. I think there will always be a question of whether they go too far or that perhaps they don't go enough. Mm. Um, you know, but, but I think, you know, it, this is another additional set of safeguards. You know, it gives the regulators more power. Uh, and, and I think, you know, we, we are all fundamentally agreed, um, you know, that there is a need to deal with uh, online harm, you know, so I, so I, I don't think these are the, the the sort of things that will affect uh, business considerations too okay. significantly. I think the authorities have been very mindful about what's technologically possible uh, and, and what's not, you know, but certainly, you know, I think the days of uh, you know, the online space, you know, being your virtual wow West. Uh, I, I think those days are, are long gone.
0: So is it too idealistic, uh, Prof, to think that there should be a more consolidated sort of tech law? I mean, when you look at the January 6th Capitol Hill attacks, all these things are happening online what we have now are these little measures you know online safety bill you've got computer misuse act can get a bit confusing and since there are no boundaries where technology is concerned or the internet is concerned maybe a consolidated effort is that too idealistic to imagine <laughs>
1: Sorry. I, no no elliot i i think i think sometimes yes you know we 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 might take the view that here anything to do with online space you know maybe that should be a all-encompassing uh, legislation, mm. um, you know. So, so my understanding is that this online safety bill, will, you know, will add to the Broadcasting Act. And certainly, when you talk about online harms, you know, we, we have fake news, you know, which is dealt yeah. with through POFMA. You know, you would talk about foreign interference, uh, you know, through uh, uh, coordinated uh, media campaigns. Uh, you know that, that that is being dealt with by the Foreign Interference Countermeasures Act. You know, which is not yet enforced. Mm. Um, so. But, but I think you know the, the, the different harms are unique in and of themselves you know and, and so I think we probably need a you know very targeted approach and that means um, you know specially crafted legislation right. um, you know and, and well certainly you know maybe the day may come you know where it is possible to put them all under one particular piece of legislation um, but but I think um, I think that, 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 that there is certainly arguments an argument for that. Uh, But I think we should just see uh, whether these uh, individual pieces of legislation, you know, whether they, they, they are able to carry out their objectives. Mm -hmm. Well, Uh, if the outcomes are good, you know, then it may not be necessary to have an all encompassing Mm -hmm. uh, legislation. But I think there's something that, that uh, MPs will raise when, when the bill is debated. Um, You know, we're dealing with multiple types of harms um, and, and the question of, you know, how, how best you know, can we deal with them? Uh, you know, so legislation is, is one prong, uh, education is another, um, and certainly we need to, to bring on, on board you know, the social media uh, services providers.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, it should be quite interesting to continue to monitor. I've been speaking with Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law, Singapore Management University. Prof, appreciate your time this morning. Take care, have a great day. You take care. Thank you.